0: How's it going, FCS football fans? Welcome to the FCS Opening Drive Podcast presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Football Game Plan. This is our 2019 Big South Preview. I am David Hassegan. left to me the czar of the playbook, Emery Hunt. Emery, how you doing with the
1: Big South? Cooling, man. What's going on with you? The Big South, I'm excited for because I will be broadcasting your game this year uh, for Mama. their opener against Western Michigan. Interesting. Winnable game, do you think? Why are you trying to get predi- <laughs> like I'm broadcasting the game? You trying to get me to predict the predicting game. Like, this see is, how foul he is, people, man. Like, this, this is what I do, folks. I try to get predictions
0: out of him, so and he be gets my angry.
1: First time going to Michigan, actually. I've never been to Michigan.
0: Interesting. Kalamazoo. I've, I've never been actually out to Michigan. I've been close to Michigan. I
1: flew into Chicago, but that's about as close as I got. Yeah, I've been. To, I've been everywhere around Michigan, not Wisconsin. I, I've heard good things about the cheese, cheese yeah. and beer. So well, I've heard that. Kalamazoo is uh, I heard is a pretty nice spot too. Hey,
0: so hey, it's going to be an interesting uh interesting That's spot August
1: 31st Mammoth at uh, West Michigan. There the Broncos. you go. There you go. First first
0: game to watch folks for the 2019 LCS season. Again, folks, you this is our second of many conference previews are going to we're going to be bringing to you in the next few weeks. Um, we've, you know, Already put out The Big Sky. You'll be listening to that. We've got previews coming out. Emery will have his videos coming out where we're going to go into a lot more detail. Again, you can see those on YouTube.com slash footballgameplan, footballgameplan footballgameplan.com. If you want to follow Emery for all of his travels throughout the land. (laughs) That's a little
1: bit of hate you got there in your voice,
0: Dave. I I detect a little bit of hate. Hey, I've got got six games that I'm going to this year as well. One
1: you have in... Macomb, Illinois again.
0: Check you out. Hey, I might be hey, you know what? and we'll we'll get into that more when we get to the Missouri Valley. but, Gonna say you know, go to some games around the uh, around the area here. But if you want to follow Emery and his blue check mark, go to follow F game plan <laughs> on Twitter. You can also follow me as well at uh, at David underscore for all of my hot takes and definitely wild predictions. Hot takes. If you've listened to the big sky preview, you already know I've got one scorching take to start off the season. I'm ready to go well, you up. You lit yeah, you you definitely burned that one up on our <laughs> we, we had to get rid of the ashes in the studio before <laughs> we started this next podcast. Um, but right now, we're going to talk about the Big South. Again, we're going to talk about some of the three takes from 2018. Some of the best returning players that we're going to be watching in the conference. New coaches, and in this case, new teams to watch. We've got some new official members of the Big South this year. We're going to have some things to watch in 2019. We'll have some of the big games, and then we will finish off with some of our hot takes for the season. And let's now start with a look back, as we, as everybody should. Let's do a little retrospection yeah. on the season. And last year was... The full takeover of Kennesaw State. What an incredible season for the Owls. 11-2 and is where they finished. They finished perfect in the conference. I mean, we were singing their praises the entire year of how good this team was. And finally, the country recognized how good they were. Top five for most of the year in the top 25 in the FCS stats poll. Craig Haley got that one right, even though did not he didn't give you a vote. But you know
1: what? You know what? He I'm had it Yeah, right. I'm salty about that. We're <laughs> gonna, we gonna tear into Craig Haley a little bit before <laughs> this
0: might be a running joke on all the previews. Yeah, shows. all the
1: previews. We getting after <laughs> Craig Haley a
0: little bit. Follow Craig Haley on on Twitter at Craig Haley. He's not he's not gonna be happy with us though. As soon as he hears these podcasts go out, he's oh, not yeah. gonna be. He's not gonna be a big fan. But I mean, let, let's just talk about Kenneth Saw's year last year and what an
1: incredible season it was. If Mother Nature wasn't a hater, they probably would have beaten South Dakota State easily. You know what I'm saying? Easily. So. Uh, Coach Bohanna has done a fantastic job with that program, and it's not popular to, to run a triple option, but it's effective because not everybody plays against it and sees it. Mm-hmm. And when you add the offense, along with great players like they had last year, yeah. four-year starting quarterback, five-year player in, in Burks, you're going to have success. And so now they're replacing all of those guys. We'll see if they can repeat, but what they did last year was outstanding, in my opinion.
0: And when you talk about what this team did remember this is their fourth year as a program this isn't their fourth year in fcs this is their fourth year as a program and they've already had this kind of success this quick it talks about says a lot to the talent that's in the deep south and in georgia in particular as well of what kind of team they can put together with a triple option offense uh which was just really and really just impresses every week mm-hmm. really um second headline from last year that i had was looking at one of the new members and that was campbell yeah Came in from obviously non-scholarship football into scholarship football. There were some growing pains there, but you also saw the flashes of brilliance. They finished above five hundred. They finished six and five. Couldn't really do it in the conference though. Only one and four in conference play. I want you know that was a big thing for us was seeing how did this redshirt class how are they going to adjust to scholarship football? They did all right. Not great, but they did well enough.
1: I did one of the the television broadcasts, the Georgetown game. Man, in pregame, we're, you know, me and Mike Kneebrick, who was quarterback at and he's a other color analyst, and Jeremy Huber, who's a play-by-play guy, also does stuff for SiriusXM. Um, we we're on the field pregame just talking with Coach and, uh who's Georgetown's head coach. Then we went over and talked with Coach Mentor, who's Campbell's head coach. Mm-hmm. We're looking like, man, they have a 6'9 defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. You know they have the receivers all look like Anquan Bolden. <laughs> the running back was six feet two thirty, and it was like, bro, Campbell is huge, yeah, and 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 not huge in the wrong spots. They're huge on both sides of the line of scrimmage, yeah. And all those guys. This was the first year of the scholarship players being able to play because remember all those guys redshirted the year before, right? So they were playing a lot of freshmen. A lot of, you know, a lot of redshirt freshmen, a lot of sophomores. Man, that team, they had—they passed the off-the-bus test. Yes. And it was like, goodness, Campbell's going to be a problem moving forward.
0: Campbell, I mean, again, they were only one. You, you look at conference play, one and four. Yeah, the conference isn't that strong, so maybe that's a little bit of a knock. But these guys, you know, beat a tough Georgetown team. Has a really good defense. They beat North Alabama handily. Took down a smoked Wagner, 49-3, to three last year. But then they hit Monmouth and U-tang. Kennesaw. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they got hit with Monmouth and Kennesaw State both away in their first year. They lost to Gardner-Webb, which was... That's a tough, tough That's to a swallow. bad loss. Um, and then they lost to Charleston Southern at the end. At least they beat Presbyterian. So they got their winning conference. Um, but they also put up 21 points against Coastal Carolina. So really interesting to see how Campbell how well Campbell did right out of the gate. We'll take a look at them more this year. The other t- headline that we want to talk about here is Charleston Southern. You're talking about the traditional power in this conference. And last year again they were stuck in third gear. They couldn't accelerate out of the gates. They finished 5 and 6 and it ended up in a coaching change for this season. Why couldn't Charleston Southern like it? Seems like they can't keep up with Kennesaw and Monmouth. Is it just a you know a tough run of recruiting, or is it just you know what is it exactly?
1: It's just one of those things, man. You could make a you could make the case that Charleston Southern is the Mercer of the Big South. Always the bridesmaid over the bride, right? You know, and, and even though we've seen Charleston Southern get into the playoffs, win the conference, you know, be be a very good team before. Yeah. Um. You know, there are offensive triple options. So we'll see what that how that changes. Now with the new head coach, but right. it's I just I just think last year was a down year for Charleston. I don't think that's a, a you know a detriment. I, I don't think it is a. It's a not a refer- blame on the coach. Yeah, it's not a referendum on yeah. the coaching staff because you know Coach Chatwell was a really good coach too. So right. I just think that it was just you know one of those years. Sometimes you have those.
0: Yeah, exactly. And let's let's talk about you know let, let, before we get into the returning players, let's talk about the new coach for Charleston Southern since we're on that topic and that's. Autry Denson coming in, uh, his first season. What can you say about this coach? What do you think he can bring to the table in terms of being that leadership role? Because we've seen him at Notre Dame. We've seen him at Miami of Ohio, Bethune Cookman. Pretty solid programs that he's been in charge as the running backs coach. Is this what Charleston Southern
1: needs? First of all, I'm an Autry Denson fan because as a teenager, I grew up watching him at Notre Dame as a tremendous running back. He was phenomenal. You know, he was excellent as a running back. A little bit of nostalgia. Yeah, it was nostalgia. You you know, you you love to see guys like that get into coaching, um, especially coaching the position. Yeah. Because it takes one to no one. And Denson was a fantastic running back at Notre Dame. Yeah. um, And had, had, you know, some success in the league, too. But I I just I remember watching him thinking, like, man, I wish I could be as good as he is as far as, like, his cuts Mm. and making guys miss and picking the right hole. You know, I just thought he was a really good all-around back. So I'm excited for him and his opportunity to be a head coach, especially coming from the running back position. Because yeah. normally we've seen guys, oh, you have to be a coordinator, whether offensive, defensive right. coordinator. But to see a position guy go from coaching a position to being a head coach, I love to see that. Because a lot of times those guys, can they show excellence on, on such a small scale yeah. in managing their position. Yeah. And, you know, it can permeate throughout the rest of the team. So I, I do believe position coaches can go from that to head coaches, and I hope he does well at Charleston Southern. And
0: I think it speaks a lot to how much faith Charleston Southern has in him as a head Absolutely. coach to take him. You know, Again, that's something that doesn't normally happen. There's no reason why it shouldn't, right. but they're, they are actually giving him the full reins. hey, we trust you with this. They think highly enough of him as a coach. So hopefully, you know, good luck to uh, Coach Denson in his first year. Hopefully things go well at Charleston Southern. Let's talk about some of the players he'll be going up against. Uh, as the Charleston Southern head coach from around the conference. And I know you want to talk about your boy at Monmouth, Kenji Bahar, coming back for his senior season. Is this finally it for Kenji Bahar? Can he lead Monmouth to greatness?
1: I think so, man. The dude has a live arm. When I'm talking, he throws the football like you throw a baseball. Like Let's mm. say if I could picture coming from um, third base to first. Right. You know, a ground ball, and you that quick flick of the yeah. wrist. Yeah. He has that with a football. It just hmm. looks so effortlessly. It's like almost a rubber band, you know, springing back and forth when he throws the football. And this is going to be as tough as yet. There's no Reggie White. Yeah. You know? So he's going to have to spread the ball around. Now granted they have they'll replace some key offensive linemen. Yeah. They have the backfield so they can run <sighs> the ball. He can lean on that. But as he continues to take the next step, you know, this could be a, a really big year for him because if he's able to get this team Back into the playoffs that were snubbed last year, get the team back into the playoffs and, and be successful. You know, he has Sunday future, in my Interesting. opinion.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And you talked about that backfield. We got to talk about Juwan Ferry. I mean, this kid just made such an impact last year, over a thousand yards rushing. He averaged 7.4 yards a carry. That was the highest in the conference. Only had eight touchdowns. Of course, he's sharing the low with Pete Guerrero. Right. Not so, Mammoth has got, if they can get their O line in order. They're in really good shape, and I think they're going to be solid in terms of the leadership behind Kenji Pahar. Um, another guy I'm going to keep an eye on is Jordan Smith, quarterback out of uh, Gardner-Webb. Freshman year, throws for 1,500 yards, almost 1,600 yards, had 10 touchdowns, had some you know, troubles, obviously, keeping the ball out of the opponent's hands a little bit. But as a freshman, you know, you're know, you going to have those growing pains.
1: We all can't beat Trevor Lawrence.
0: Right, exactly. I, I liked what I saw from him, and Gardner-Webb, you know, they were 2-3 in conference last year. They actually got a 3-8 season. You know, that's, I think, better than what people might have expected last year with a true freshman, especially as a quarterback. I, I like Jordan Smith. I, I think he's got a, a decent future for this year.
1: Campbell has two guys to keep an eye on. Caleb Smith, the wide receiver, sophomore, and offensive lineman, Terrence Harper. Again, mm-hmm. big dude. When you I can't put it in, in any more descriptive words, than these dudes had the off the bus look. Yeah. Campbell looked like uh, Mid-American Conference team. Mm. They look like Duke out there in the ACC Interesting. as far as, like, size-wise. Right, yeah. So credit coach Minter and his staff are recruiting some outstanding players, and they have a really good recruiting base in North Carolina. Uh, so those two guys taking the next step and really helping push this program forward, I think are some guys keeping on. As well as Tymeer Berry, go back to Monmouth, yep. cornerback, um, I was on the broadcast when they played Princeton I and mean, we we both seen Princeton live last year. <sighs> wow. you know, multiple times. So yeah. <laughs> Barry is their number one corner and um you know he's a guy that, that has gotten better every season. Yeah. Excited to see what he can do this year to cap off his, his college career.
0: Sticking with Campbell, going back to Campbell, I should say, um, on defense, Damien Dozier, the senior defensive lineman, you, when you see a guy with only forty nine tackles, you're like, Okay, decent player. Eleven and a half tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. That's someone you don't want to run into as a running back in the middle of the offensive line because he will make you pay every time he meets you. It's like, oh, wait a minute. If I, if this guy's tackling me, I'm behind the line.
1: I think I know what your hot take is going to be. I already see you teetering toward that way.
0: I don't think you do. I, okay. I, I, I still okay. don't think so. The other guy I want to talk about, too, is Colby Campbell, linebacker at yeah. a Presbyterian. Uh, great year as a sophomore last year. Had 90 tackles. That led the conference going into his junior season now. Solid player. Obviously, Presbyterian is moving down after this year. They're going down to D2, I believe. No, they're going
1: to FCS. They're to, just going to uh, Pioneer. That's nice. right. They're going to
0: the Pioneer League instead. They're going to uh, non-scholarship football. Uh, so they will be leaving the conference at the end of this year. Speaking of teams in the conference, two official members now for the Big South that we uh, need to talk about that are coming in. Hampton and North Alabama. Now, North Alabama is not eligible for the playoffs this year. They are still in their transition uh, from Division 2 but now Hampton comes in as a full-time member. Obviously, we talked about their schedule last year, that weird, wacky D1 to D3, all Virginia, <laughs> Bible, man. Virginia Bible conference schedule <laughs> all over the place. Hampton had a decent year last year. Who are the guys you're looking for for Hampton now that they're a full member of the Big South?
1: Their entire team, I believe, is is something to watch, you mm-hmm. know, because – how Now that they're they're coming into this conference fully, Hampton, I thought, did a really good job recruiting in the MEAC. They were always competitive. They may yeah. not have been first, but they weren't last. They were always
0: in the top half of the yeah, MEAC every year. Definitely.
1: So I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how they do this year as a whole. So no hmm. one in particular.
0: And then what about uh, North Alabama? Obviously, again, they're going through their transition. They've got a really interesting schedule because they still have they, – they don't have any D2 opponents this year. Or they uh, actually they have one they have Alabama A and M um, on September 14th, but they've got some really nasty tests on their schedule to start with. They got Western Illinois at home, at Montana. They're at Jacksonville State, but this North Alabama team they surprised some people last year. They really did a good job.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. We saw them last year and, and we picked them to be one of the upsets in Week One. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they won that game. So I think what they've learned. Is that in order to win consistently at the FCS level, your O line, D line has to have depth and talent. Yeah. Um, they, they're they going to find skilled players they're in Alabama. They're going to find skilled players. Yeah. And they're going to be able to find offensive and defensive linemen. So I think with this recruiting cycle, they're going to be more equipped to, to handle the rigors of week to week FCS football. But you're right, their schedule is ridiculously tough.
0: Ridiculously tough. And again, that win was against Southern Utah last year in week one. One well, of the teams that fell off in the big sky, they. Put up a decent fight against the Bison in the Dome for mm-hmm. first time going up there. Uh, they did lose to West Florida, though, but then again, we know how good West Florida
1: is at the D2, the D2 level. D2 level, right. Exactly. It's um, another so upstart new program that you we know. could be seeing here. They, they were in the championship game. Two years ago, yeah, that, that, I would. It wouldn't surprise me to see them move up.
0: Them Valdosta, and then I think what is Dixie State? I think next year, I
1: think is Dixie coming State in. move is moving up definitely. Yeah,
0: so we got some. Check
1: you out, I you, I'm impressed.
0: See, you, I'm getting check, my blue check mark. Check little bit talking about Dixie State <laughs> out bit. there in Utah. A little I bit. Um, let's get into some of the other things to watch in 2019. We talked about Hampton and North Alabama a bit. Let's talk about Kennesaw though, because as good as this team was last year. That was their first recruiting class. They lost 22 seniors, including nine starters on offense, including Chandler Burks. Only one of their top four rushers are coming back for a triple option offense. Now, you can recruit running backs by the dozen for by a triple a dozen, option. Right. The question is, can they learn the system? You've had, you lose three of your top four guys. You lose your leader on offense. I'm questioning whether or not Kennesaw can fully rebound. I think they're still going to be very, very good. They've done a great job recruiting. I question where the leadership is going to come from
1: now. Defense. I think group. defensively is where they're going to come from. Yeah. I'm more. I'm more worried about replacing Burks than anything. Yeah. Like like you said, you could you can get, generals are yeah. So especially handling the football it, it, right in the option. You notice know you you know went Springfield to Springfield College exactly. Go, pride. So. <laughs> i'm I'm more interested in seeing how that plays out defensively, I'm not worried about them running yeah. back skill players not worried about them. They do have to replace Justin Sumter, who's their big playmaker um so i think defensively that's where they'll lean on early until we see what this offense does
0: right and and if if the offense sputters they're gonna their defense is gonna have to win games for them, I think, especially early on in the season. I think another thing to watch here is again is the Charleston Southern offense because they are completely changing gears. They're going from more of a spread option. They're going to more of a fast-paced, up-tempo passing offense now, which is not the norm at, Charl- at Charleston Southern. Um, and, again, kind of odd considering you have a running back coach coming in to take over the team. They're going to more of a fast-paced passing offense. What do you think of those changes? I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch.
1: That makes them the fly in the ointment team Yeah. because you don't know what to expect. You yeah. have no tape on what to expect from Charleston Southern because Coach Denton wasn't a coordinator. Uh, you have to look at who his hires were, and go and research that way, and see what you know yeah. what offense to, the coordinator ran and and things of that nature. So they, that makes him the flying the ointment. I'm looking at Presbyterian's swan song as something to watch. Yep. Talk about flying the ointment team. You know Presbyterian is all <laughs> you don't blow out Presbyterian. No, it, you, they're, they're tough out. You know game in game out. Yeah, and now they're leaving the conference. What better way than play spoiler for everybody? You know, and yeah. pull off an upset, keep team out. Uh, so that will be something I'll be keeping an eye on as well as Mammoth's defense. Um, yeah. We talk about their offense, you know, Kenji Bahar. We talk about the running backs defensively. If they can be dominant once again, I mean, it mm-hmm. was were, were, were eight and three last year. You know, yeah. how how much better can they be if if the defense can get to the quarterback and take the ball away?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I, think the question I think for Mama for me is the offensive line. I think I think they've got more than enough talent, skill positions, right. despite losing Reggie White Jr. to be competitive and possibly win this conference. If they don't have an O line, I mean, we've seen that with the New York Giants for the last four or five years. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is; you don't have
1: an O line, it's not gonna matter. So, and they got to stop the option this year. If they if they can't stop the option, you know, Kennesaw really. It's hard to stop, man. Right. I'm telling
0: you, it's hard to stop. If you if you can get ahead though.
1: Just tackle everybody, man. <laughs>
0: but that's going to be that's going to be a penalty. No, it's not. Just tackle Tackle everyone. everybody. Because I, I will say this though, the one thing with the option, if you get behind, it's hard to catch up.
1: No, that's 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 a myth. Uh,
0: I don't I've know. I've <laughs> seen army
1: and army was down against Oklahoma and ran their way back to a lead and pushed that game in overtime. Alright, alright. Because think about it, it's no different than a big play in a passing game. It only true. takes one missed block or one missed tackle true. or one missed assignment true. and you're right back, you a one-play drive. Like So it doesn't take much but that's just a misconception because running the football people don't think it's, you know.
0: Maybe it was just me at Springfield, I don't know because whenever we get behind, it's not <laughs> it doesn't usually end well. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the big games we're going to watch though um, out of the Big South this year and I'm going to start with a really interesting one in week two, Kennesaw at Kent State. I think we got a potential FBS upset on our hands right there. Right, Kent right, State. Right. I again, mean, Kent State, solid program out of the MAC. You never want to underestimate a MAC team, right? Ever. But this is Kennesaw. I mean, this is going to be their first test because in week one they play Point University. By the way, they've got a they've got Point University I need to know to spread Reinh- on that game and Reinhardt. I- <laughs> And Reinhardt, they got those two as the first two games. No, they got they got Reinhardt on September 28th. Yeah, who did the scheduling? I don't know, but they've got in the middle of it, they got Kent State, Alabama State, and Missouri State. Okay, so
1: I mean, they're Check probably Kent State out. I mean, uh, Kennesaw State out. Now they they getting a little Bama treatment. It was like you know we got tough, about to say I mean, so I mean, we're going to throw some cupcakes in I there. Think like? They're a little
0: overconfident <laughs> a little bit here. Uh, we need but, a practice game. We need a tune up game. <laughs> Shout Is out
1: there? to Point University, though.
0: Yeah, and, and week three, you got the battle of who's the real HU. Hampton and Howard still keeping the rivalry game alive in week three. That's always a fun game. I love watch.
1: that. That That's a really good game. I would also look at uh, Campbell versus Davidson.
0: Okay, yeah. We. You know how yeah. much I love Davidson's Davidson. head coach
1: Scott Abel in that offense. <laughs> Davidson. Lex Vegas fun. from Washington and Lee to Davidson. They put up. The, the what game that was before the hurricane where it was like six overtimes, was, they were going to play <laughs> into the hurricane. They were trying to play early to beat the hurricane, but it, didn't matter. Kept, yeah, it didn't matter. They kept going. They <laughs> scored like 70-something points and lost. Uh, uh. But that offense, second year in with Davidson and Campbell, and what we expect to see them with the guys' second year of scholarship football, Yeah, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I would also look at um, Charleston Southern at Furman. August thirty first. That's an interesting game there. Furman is a team that you know could be really good in the SoCon. Yep. Um, and we will learn a lot about Charleston Southern right there. Mammoth uh, at Kennesaw State last year was a fifty-one to fourteen loss. And it comes relatively early in the schedule. It comes in Week Ten this year. Yeah. So there's th- some time. That's a game where we're probably going to look at and say that's that could decide the Big South. Yeah. That's something I'm keeping an eye on as well.
0: I think another couple other out-of-conference games I'm looking at. Week 4, Charleston Southern at
1: the Citadel. You I know, love that. That's a good great matchup. Great rivalry yeah.
0: matchup there. Citadel, always a tough team to play against. So that's going to be one to watch. You don't blow out the Citadel either. That's a no, team. That's like no. Presbyterian. Um, and speaking of Presbyterian, Week 9, they're at Merrimack, one of the new teams in the NEC. In the NEC. That's so that, going to be a fun game. That could be interesting. Also that week, by the way, Kennesaw at home against North Alabama. You talked about flying the ointment with North Alabama. That could be one of them, right there for Kennesaw.
1: Speaking of North Alabama, October 5th, they play Hampton. Um,
0: that could be interesting. Good
1: game. You know, first time they're in conference together, Yep, big game.
0: Big game there. And I'm going to throw in, too, um, Monmouth's last two games at Campbell in Week 12. That's
1: going to be a tough one.
0: Home with Hampton in Week 13.
1: That's going to be a fun one.
0: That could be really interesting to watch what Monmouth can do in terms of their schedule.
1: B- the Big South to me this year, they have to be better out of conference. Yes, because
0: otherwise they will never be a, a two bid,
1: two to three bid team. Like they have the talent to be a two to three bid team. Yes, we've seen this before. They yes. were a two bid team um, two years ago with Monmouth and Kennesaw State. Yeah. So they potentially could get three in if you if you really if they start winning these out of conference matches. Could yeah. I mean because
0: Monmouth they're on a conference schedule. You got Western Michigan, Lafayette. Uh, Albany and Montana, and then Wagner.
1: So let's say five people. The the committee would look at that Montana game as a big one. They they would look the at Albany the, game, the Albany game, CAA, and Western Michigan.
0: And depending on how Lafayette does this year, because they had a decent season last year. If they win their conference in the Patriot League,
1: bro, they're not winning the conference in the Patriot. League. You sure? Okay. We'll save that for the Patriot. <laughs> okay. We'll save that hot take for the that, that is not my hot take for the Patriot <laughs> <that's> not, <laughs> League. There's no way that's my hot take for the Patriot League. What's Although, your hot take for the Big South?
0: I, I will start. I will preface this by saying this. This is still a Here one you go bid waffle. Go ahead. No, no. I this is called building to a crescendo. Okay. Of the hot take. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. This will I think will still be a one bid league this year. Okay. Again, I think there was enough talent to be two. I think the committee, we've seen how they decide on things. will make it a one. Okay. And that one will not be Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State misses the playoffs. They miss the playoffs. Entirely. Wow. that That's a pretty hot take. I, I love what they have on defense. But when you're replacing nine starters on offense, 22 seniors, that's a big loss. I don't care how talented you are. I could, you know, I could be completely wrong on this. Or the depth could be there, right now, until I've seen them play. My hot take for them for this season is that they are not good enough. I think Monmouth beats them in Week Ten. I think Monmouth probably has a ten-win season. I think they're that good with Kenji Bahar. I don't think Kennesaw State makes the playoffs. They go from top five to missing the postseason. Bro, you got like seven degree burns right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's your hot Although take? Because I, 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 you had a lukewarm take in the big sky. I don't um, want to hear
1: it. I, I think this is pretty hot, though. It, it may not be like, you know.
0: <laughs> like I said, David underscore Hessegging. Please get into my mentions. It, it can only help.
1: At <laughs> like Craig, Craig Haley, too. Get at, at him, too. Yeah, blame him for me. That's fine. Right. I would, I would say I would double. I think my hot take may be a little bit hotter. No, it, I don't want to say How? hotter. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. It's Gardner-Webb Cause, cause, the well, here's the thing. Do you just don't think Kennesaw State recruits? You just think they just didn't recruit? I'm, at all?
0: I'm not saying that. I'm saying in terms of that kind of an offense where you need experience in terms of your assignment, especially on offense, and you lose the biggest key, which is your quarterback, that's going to be a problem.
1: Understandable. That I get them not losing not winning the conference i think it, I, the defense could win games for them but That's, the missing the playoff part is where i think your take really was a blue flame
0: they like i said their defense will keep them in games the question is can t- their defense win them games if we'll the defense out. can win them games early i think they'll survive because i think they will eventually get their new guys into the system in, in terms of
1: offense in terms of defense they have to win them games early on since you talk about preference to a crescendo okay What's the biggest unknown in the Big South right now?
0: Biggest unknown in the Big South, I would
1: say Charleston Southern. They will be in the mix for the Big South title.
0: Wow, wow. Okay. You know what? It's not as far fetched as it might sound, folks. Considering what Charleston Southern is doing, I think that could be really interesting. I think, I see. I think they're going to be. If they don't win it this year, they're the fly in the ointment, along with Hampton. And North Alabama. I think all three of the new team, the two new teams, and Charleston Southern could make things really interesting down the stretch for both Kennesaw and
1: Monmouth. Whoever ends up winning that game in, on the tenth in Week Ten. So that's my hot take. The Bucks will be in the mix. Now, obviously, I hedged it by saying in the mix. I didn't say win it because I, one, I'm not giving predictions. Notice, I noticed I didn't predict a winner either. You predicted winners when you said uh, Monmouth was going to beat Kennesaw. So right, you, right, but. but all right, we'll see. <laughs> I'll find out who you think is winning <laughs> off air, but I think the Bucks will be in the mix for. I think the Big South is wide open. Yes, no. So I, I think he's going to be uh, a better in, conference. In part, in I sure. agree with your hot take, but I think people are no one is talking about Charleston Southern because they don't know what to talk about about Charleston Southern. Right. Therefore, that element of the unknown, con, in conjunction with how well they played last year, with you know, yeah, they were, considering they were solid the, last yeah, year. Yeah, it was solid. They're going to be. In the mix for the
0: title. See, I, I will I will put it to you this way: there are going to be eight teams now in the Big South for this season. I think four of them have a really good chance of being above 500 overall, not just in conference. Play. I to see that. I think I think I think Kennesaw, Monmouth, Charleston Southern, and either Campbell or Hampton, I think, will be above 500 in terms of overall for this year. Now that North Alabama is doing a full schedule, I think they're going to be below just for this season. I think they're going to rebound nicely next year. But I can see four out of eight teams being above 500. Why do you hate Campbell? No, I said Campbell was going <laughs> to be above 500. Just I'm going to be above 500. Stop. Putting, see what he does, folks. He, this is what happens when you get a blue check mark. You think you got a big, big ego Blue the check sizes. mark for no vote in the top 25. Craig, we're going to keep harping on this on every single podcast. At Craig happens.
1: Complain to your councilman at Craig Haley. <laughs> Craig Haley 2020. Craig Haley 2020. We won't give you a vote. <laughs> is that, is that exactly. Exactly.
0: Folks, that is going to do it for the FCS opening drive, Big South preview. Again, Emory has got videos on the way, and his own in-depth predictions
1: coming and/or already out. Big South, I believe, is already. You have some predictions out there already. The recruiting roundup. Recruiting so take roundup. a look at some of the top incoming recruits in the Big South Conference um, on on uh, football game plan using some of the football game plan 400 mm. rankings, the the high school rankings that we do. So right. you can check that out at footballgameplan400.com to see the full. 400 but and, yep. we, we did the big south recruiting round that we've done these for uh we're doing these for all the fcs conferences so right so check out the big sky check out the big south CAA. Uh, we'll have ivy and meak out and then we're just rolling along with along with all our previews as well too so big south is already out and don't forget folks we're going to have uh the videos
0: coming out as well where emery will go in depth we'll have some full predictions from him on who how he thinks the conferences will finish Who's going to be finalists for awards is going to be all all throughout all the conference broadcast uh, previews as well as the videos. You can find those on footballgameplan.com and youtube.com/slash football And again, follow him on follow him on Twitter at fballgameplan uh, for all of his insights, analysis, and whatever else you do on social media, including occasional hot takes on the nfl which get some people on, my
1: takes on the nfl are, are, are phenomenal his, his hot takes on the nfl
0: are mine for college football folks that'll give you an <laughs> idea of what we're looking at there folks that's going to wrap it up for the big south next one up the caa it's one of the big ones we're going to talk about them next thanks for listening in